Hey everyone, welcome to Girls Gone Hallmark, a bonus episode of Long Story Short, the podcast. I'm Megan. I'm Wendy. And today we are discussing Coyote Creek Christmas from Hallmark's Countdown to Christmas series. We are in week two. Um... A little bit of a departure from week one for me. We'll get into that. <laughs> Before we talk about our thoughts on this movie, a reminder that our website, meganandwendy.com, is a great source of holiday content as well as all of our show notes from every episode. So things that we mentioned on this episode, you can find in our show notes. Wendy writes those every single week for us and remembers things that I've completely forgotten about immediately after recording. <laughs> If you love Hallmark movie reviews and you want more, you should sign up for our Patreon. And for just $3 a month, you can get bonus Hallmark movie reviews. We last week started with Yumi and the Christmas Trees. And later this week, a Christmas sale will be available on Patreon as well. You can sign up at patreon.com slash Megan and Wendy. We have a lot of stuff to talk about before we even get into this movie. We do. I mean, the Hallmark Twitterverse, Instagram, DMs, it's been a hotbed of things going on the last couple days. Yeah. Let's, we've talked about Gak several times on the podcast. Did anybody say that out loud? Remember Gak was like slime back in the 90s? Oh, yeah, I do kind of remember that. I do. Yes, yes, yes. That sounds very familiar. Okay. I just think sometimes you should you should say your brand names out loud several times before going public with them. That's all I'm saying. Okay, it's great American what? Country? Uh, great, great American, American country what's... family. It's GAC family. We talked about GAC and how the current president was once the Hallmark president, correct? Mm-hmm. And now he's over there pushing quote unquote family values. American values and family-friendly content. There it is. I couldn't remember. Thank you for clearing that up for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of things are like uh, bubbling, I would say. Like there's going to be a moment where this thing totally explodes, right? Well, I, I'm I am frustrated because I'm – Angry at their premise, right? I'm angry at them, basically. And Mm -hmm. there has been, in response to channels like Hallmark and Lifetime attempting to be slightly more progressive in their very already family-friendly content, there is pushback from brands like GAC who think that they're headed in the wrong direction. And I don't know if you saw, I've been saving this for the podcast, but there is a creation of a website where they're listing the actually family-friendly movies. I saw it. I saw it. And to be very clear, family-friendly in their context means there's no LGBTQ content. There's not going to be a same-sex couple. Mm -hmm. And I have not looked very deeply because I don't want to explode in rage. Hallmark movies are deeply family-friendly. There's no violence. There's no swearing. There's no gratuitous sexual content. They don't even hold hands half the time. The Mm -hmm. kisses last maybe a second and a half. I would have no problem watching these movies with any child of mine or child that I know. They are family friendly. Right. 
When you, I'm very angry when people and brands posit same-sex couples as non-family friendly because you've now branded all of these humans and individuals as unsafe. Mm-hmm. And you're telling all of these people, children, adults, teenagers, that something about you is unsafe to me and my family. And I find it highly dangerous and bigoted and I'm angry about it. Yeah, me too. And we and see it in these reviews, right? Totally. I mean, uh, this week in particular on IMDb, the number of terrible reviews, not because of the movie, but because of the cast and the story, uh, in particular, a same-sex couple, you know, they're just like, this is terrible. This is trash. Hallmark's trying to be too woke, which... I can't stand when people use woke like that mm-hmm. um, or use woke in general. <laughs> uh, it just it makes me so mad. And I want to be like that responder on IMDb, like stop watching it then. You know, if it right. doesn't fit your box of family friendly, stop watching it. There's other there's other content out there that you can go to. Just stop it. Like it makes me so angry. So when you say right, the GAC situation is going to explode. The thing that gives me pause is there's an audience for them. They have an audience who's digging in very deeply into what they're offering. And so I'm very curious to see what direction that goes. I'm curious to see if they have enough of an audience that is hateful to Mm -hmm. sustain them or if there's enough pushback that it doesn't work out for them. I sadly have a feeling that it will be sustainable for them. We've seen some very big Hallmark names sign contracts. We discussed on our Patreon episode last week, Danica McKellar has signed um, to create movies for GAC recently on Twitter. Um, So far, the only Hallmark actor I've seen speak out Paul Campbell has made a statement. His statement says, I, like everyone else, will be keeping a close eye on the GAC content rollout. If there's a noticeable lack of meaningful inclusion, then no, I will not be working for that company. And he goes on to say that he'll make his opinion loudly. Um, So far, he's the only person to make that statement. And uh, several other actors are saying, well, we're not working with them. Isn't that enough? And to that, I say it's not enough. It's a brand new network. How do we know if you're not working with them because the opportunity hasn't presented itself or because you firmly stand against what they believe in? We don't know that. And the only way for us to know that at this point is for you to actually say something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they're in a really tough position. Right. But... Take a stand. I understand uh, not wanting to bite the hand that feeds you. Right. But do you want to be fed by a bigoted hand? Yeah. Yeah. I want to shout out a a fellow podcaster, Hallmark podcaster. Her name is Camille. She is Hallmark Heartbeats podcast. She is always talking about... This is like a constant conversation on her Instagram and on Twitter. Like she is calling out like actors and asking like hey are what are you doing here what's your decision and um i'm just glad that somebody is like talking about it like regularly mm-hmm. um i just i like 
that she is asking the hard questions. I agree. This is just something I think we're going to have to continue to keep an eye on, and I hope people will continue talking about it. But I do think this is a big turning point in the holiday movie world, and I have seen a lot of people who are unhappy with the direction of Gak family, and unfortunately, there will always be that audience for them. Mm-hmm. So I don't think they care so much about the naysayers, as long as there's people that are willing to buy what they're selling. Right, exactly. Sharp left turn, I have a question for you. Okay. Did you notice anything different about this weekend's movies? Oh, I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we neglected to mention this last week, even though I had it in my notes. The ding is gone. Yes, it is gone this weekend. <sighs> Anybody who doesn't know what we're talking about, on Hallmark's new movies, they had this obnoxious ding sound that accompanied an image that said, all new. And it was highly annoying. It was, I swear, I thought it was my phone going off every single time, like dinging at, it was the same sound. And it happened several times in each movie, and Twitter was a buzz. Yeah, yeah. Well, I noticed right off the bat that they had replaced a cute little uh, candy cane in the shape of a heart image with just the regular countdown to Christmas image and the whole little bing alert was gone. And I I I was happy. Yes, I don't mind the image. Keep the image. I just get rid of the noise. Yeah, I don't need another distraction. Like, I'm trying to watch the movie. Don't make a sound that sounds like my phone that I'm going to stop watching your movie and look at my phone. You know? Exactly. Exactly. Stupid. Whose idea was that, dummies? Well, it did not work out for them. People were very annoyed. Although it did get people talking, I will say. People were talking about it all weekend. So I'm glad to see it gone. Me too. All right. Are you ready to talk about Coyote Creek Christmas? I am. Do you have a synopsis? I do. Wow. While throwing a Christmas around the world party at her family's inn, an event planner discovers Christmas magic with a charming father-son duo whose presence brings about tension and joy. Starring Janelle Parrish and Ryan Pavey. Let's hop into news and notes. Okay. You pointed out something to me. Yes, I did. I swear the interior of the inn is the same interior used in the last Janelle Parrish movie called Right in Front of Me. I can't find anything to confirm it, but I swear it's the same. Like, it's not a set. I remember it's like actual, like an actual location. I've mentioned before that I'm highly unobservant, so I'm not sure that I would have noticed that. But you mentioned it prior to me watching this movie. And when Mm -hmm. I started watching, I would agree, especially that open kitchen area. Yes. Thank you very much. really felt familiar to me. So I am dying to know if that's the case. Also, I had this later on, but since we're discussing it, did you think that when in the very beginning of the movie, when the brothers are discussing the inn and they show the image of the front, Uh did it not look like the image that they used in the Santa stakeout of this mysterious chalet that their next door neighbor owned? I didn't realize it now, but now that you pointed out, yes, I did think it would look like exactly the same picture. If you recall, when we reviewed Right in Front of Me, 
we had talked on the podcast about how they shot almost every scene within the interior of that location. And it was either like the director, I think it was the director who had messaged us and said, yes, they, they had like a major snowstorm or something like that. So they couldn't shoot any outside scenes. Right. The directors are different on these movies, but I just wish somewhere somewhere could confirm someone someone could confirm from with me that this is the same location well and they did talk about they had a fire pit scene in that last movie that didn't make it because of the weather and we saw mm-hmm. fire pits in this movie right i i believe it i believe it we do not have confirmation but i believe it <laughs> Speaking of Uh, filming, sorry, this movie took 15 days to film, which I think is pretty standard, but it always blows my mind that they can do that in two weeks. Yeah, in August and September. So it was probably warm, right? In Mm -hmm. Vancouver, I'm Mm -hmm. guessing. I'm going to add this into news and notes here. We need to talk about Cameron Bancroft again. (laughs) Cameron Bancroft played Rick Parker, Paige's dad, in this movie. And for a hot minute, I was like, how is this guy old enough to play Paige's dad. Well, I did some looking. Cameron Bancroft, who played Joe Bradley on Beverly Hills 90210, is 54 years old in real life. Totally believable as her dad. Yes, she is 33. So, yeah, age-wise, he could have had a child at 21. Sure. Okay, fine. But This dude's character was acting like he was ready for a spot at an assisted living facility. (laughs) He was acting like he was 85 years old. Ready to retire. I mean, what's retirement age in California? 55? Oh, I don't know. Is there a retirement age? I don't know. I thought there was. He was ready to retire from the Coyote Creek Inn, which is fine. But like, he's like, we're going to sail off into the sunset or whatever. (laughs) I was like, what the fuck? Like... He was Joe Bradley on Beverly Hills 90210. And my husband and I had this full conversation about, okay, fine. Beverly Hills was out 30 years ago, say-ish, mm-hmm. right? He, mm-hmm. at the time, was playing a college student. He could have been in his mid-20s. Fine. But he's just got this full head of gray hair that makes him look so much older because his face does not look old. I personally feel that he should be playing younger roles. I think his hair, his hair ages him. A hundred percent. And I think he doesn't color it because then he gets these older roles and he slides right in because he's the younger old dude. I'm just having a crisis of conflict here. Like I can't. I don't want to believe that I am getting that old. (laughs) You know what I mean? So I I don't. I don't want to watch people who you know, was a college student on my TV, which feels like five years ago, (laughs) playing an old man. I can't. I don't know. I'm struggling. Well, speaking of associating people with other roles they've been in, Janelle Parrish, who, as we mentioned, was in Right in Front of Me, a Hallmark movie, also played Margot in all three of the To All the Boys I've Loved Before series. A college student, right? A college student, yes. Uh Um, And I very much did not like her character in those movies, loved the books. Margot's not necessarily the most likable person in the books either, but I didn't enjoy her in the movies. So, well... We'll get to first impressions, but that I find that distracting watching her. Well, she played a a high school student on Pretty Little Liars, which was not that long ago either. 
I can't remember her character name, but she was creepy AF. She was really good in that show. Well, let's talk about actors we did like. Okay. Um, You're not going to agree with me, but the little boy who plays Noah, his name is Azrael Dahlman, and this was his first Hallmark movie. And since this movie, he's filmed three Hallmark movies. Oh, God. Uh-huh. Wendy's not a big fan of the children in these movies, typically. Yeah, I'll get to that. I'll okay. get to that. Well, I found him charming, and I'm glad that he's had some success. Sweet little Asriel. Yes. What else did you like about this movie? We're not there yet. We're in news and notes, friend. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Do you have any other news and notes before we move on to our first impressions? No, I don't. So, tell me your first impression of this movie. Uh... Super disappointed. I was too. I agree. I will say, remember when we did the first part of our Countdown to Christmas preview episode? We talked about this movie and you're like, "Mm, this is a might watch for me. And I was like, Mm -hmm. are you kidding me? It has Ryan Pavey. It's on Saturday night. How is this a maybe watch? I think your instincts are good, Megan. Well, and my instinct was, how did they make a whole movie around an around-the-world Christmas party? And we're going to talk about all the reasons how they didn't do that. Yeah, right. <laughs> Ryan Pavey, just as pretty as ever, but not enough to carry this movie across the finish line for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, before I dog on this movie anymore, let's talk about what we did like about this movie. I have two things, sadly. Okay. Lay them on me. I really like Janelle Parrish. I mm-hmm. like her as an actress. I'm mm-hmm. excited to see her in more Hallmark movies. Um, I think she's natural and nothing feels too forced with her. I just enjoy to watch her. Okay. I like her too. I liked George, who is the chef. He was played by an actor named Mark Anthony Messiah. And I found him charming. And there's a scene when Janelle Parrish, as Paige, walks into the kitchen after having just been to the bakery. And he has this whole you're cheating on me moment. And I found Uh it charming and fun. And I enjoyed George quite a bit. I liked him, too. He had like 10 lines maybe in the whole thing. But I thought he was... He sold me on those 10 lines. Good job. Yep. Good job. (laughs) I... Like the one scene when she's interviewing the guest for ideas on the Christmas party. I thought that was really fun. I really like the idea of a Christmas around the world party where you get to see other traditions. But I did not think this was necessary to the story. I thought that the filming location was beautiful. The inn itself. And, um, no. Well, oh, no. Okay. Well, we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But... um. I I enjoyed that. I liked the interiors. I liked the lighting. They have this big, beautiful chandelier by the stairs that I enjoyed. I would I would stay there. I have stayed in cheesy, cheesily decorated Christmas hotels uh, that are decorated year round. Not nice. I have also <laughs> stayed in hotels that were decorated beautifully for the holidays, and um, I thought they did a nice job with the holiday decor. But apparently, I'm wrong. There was just one. That stood out to me, and it's when they would go outside, and it was this huge star, like, hanging, like, almost, like, as low as the top of these people's heads. So it was like, watch out for that big hanging star. (laughs) It was just too much. Too much. 
I okay. liked Noah's Instax camera. I mean, nice product placement. And I thought it was kind of a cool retro looking Polaroid camera. Mm-hmm. We have kind of the big giant plasticky Instax cameras in our house. And so I liked I liked seeing the redesign there. And my last thing is I thought the Charlotte the Marmot bit was well executed and oh my God. brought to completion well. You did not enjoy Charlotte. It's so funny because we both dislike this movie, but like it's just funny that the things that you kind of thought were cute and charming, I absolutely hated. <laughs> well, I think one of the reasons I liked it is because much of this movie felt unfinished for me. Mm-hmm. And I thought that they did a good job of following that through. It had a full storyline from beginning to end. And the callbacks were done well. That's part of why I liked it. All right. Can we please talk about what we wished for? Oh, my gosh. Yes. Go ahead. <sighs> okay. I'm going to first start with Ryan Pavey. Okay. I really like Ryan Pavey. He's come a long way for me. The first movie I've ever seen Ryan Pavey in was Last Christmas. It's called A Timeless Christmas. I thought he was a big, stiff, mm-hmm. awful actor. But then he's been in a couple movies this year. One was Don't Go Breaking My Heart. And I thought he was funny and that he could handle the comedy. I found him charming, easy to look at. Uh, I didn't like him as much in that little a little daytime drama, but still mm-hmm. very pleasant to look at. Um, in this m- movie, I thought he was kind of a dud. Yeah. He did not stir up any sort of wowie zowie for me. Zero in this movie. Yeah. Like, even, like, sometimes his eyes are blue and mesmerizing. In this one, he just was, like any other actor. I was real disappointed. So my biggest disappointment in this movie is we talked about a movie last year and that movie was called Never Kiss a Man in a Christmas Sweater. And I remember very little about that movie, Mm -hmm. except that I remember feeling like there was no clear direction and that movie script could have benefited very much from an editor to tie it all together. And I felt very much the same about this movie. There are so many things that I thought, what? I don't understand why this is happening. For example, I don't understand why Paige and Dylan ever spent any time together. It never made sense to me that Paige is home visiting her family and she's planning this party and Dylan's this investor who's there with his son. But then all of a sudden, they're doing all of these activities together. It didn't work for me. Why? Why were they together other than, oh, we're in the same room. Come decorate cookies with me. Come to this event. I didn't buy it. Mm-hmm. There was no reason for them to be spending time together other than, oh, we're two pretty people. Right. But it didn't make sense. Normally, there's a reason these people who have no reason to be together, these two strangers are spending time together. And there was no believable reason for me. Agree. Absolutely agree. Um, the biggest thing that I wished for mm-hmm. was less kid. <laughs> Sorry, Noah. I, I can't stand kids who are like know-it-alls. You know a little what I precocious, mean? yes. Uh, I was like, get out of my TV screen. I cannot stand. No, I like that they showed like a single dad. Like that's cool. Whatever. Well, 
he was actually the only thing that made their relationship believable because they kind of were spending time together in as a way to entertain Noah. Did I stroke out or <laughs> there's a scene that doesn't make any sense to me. Okay, Paige comes home. The lobby is full of people. Mm -hmm. And they're all here for this around the world Christmas party and they have nowhere to put them. Mm -hmm. And this is a big emergency. If people just randomly show up at your inn for some party that you're throwing and you don't have rooms, don't you just say, I'm sorry? What? Was there a reason they didn't have rooms for them? Like, did they just show up for the party? Was there some glitch in their reservation system that made this their emergency? Because it seems to me that if I'm a Holiday Inn, not a Holiday Inn, I'm an inn during the holidays Mm -hmm. that is full and people show up the day before our big party and we don't have space for them, that doesn't sound like my problem. Okay, two things. One, I feel and maybe i stroked out during this i thought that (laughs) word got out that they were going to sell the inn and that's why all these people showed up for the very last like coyote christmas yes i think you're correct okay which is like so stupid you're not gonna just whatever you're not gonna just show up for like try to stay the night and there's no other thing but here's the other thing there's no room at the inn. The inn. <laughs> Do you think they were trying to slide this like uh, s- Christmas story in there of Mary and Joseph? Uh, uh, maybe, but it still doesn't make sense to me. This is not your problem to solve. Why would you? Because they make the comment, "Oh, we've got this angry mob." Why are they mad? They're showing yeah. up at a hotel two days before a holiday with no reservation to find space. I don't understand right you don't get to be mad at me i you don't have a reservation i'm so sorry we're full because we're so popular that's why you're here yeah and the other thing is is like the dad and mom were like all stoked about like the big influx of people right but the problem wasn't that the inn wasn't popular like that wasn't the reason why they were selling they make that point to death right the second thing is are you going to spend the night in a tent in the snow? <laughs> I'm not. I know they were fancy tents, but did they ever point out like, oh, and here's how we're heating them? They did not, did they? No, no. Because I was like waiting that. for that. Although I don't know if you saw, but when the truck pulls in, it does say something like all weather glamping solutions. Uh-huh. So <laughs> I did notice that, but I was waiting for the, and how are they heating these snow tents? Yeah. I mean, it must be a thing, but uh, no. no. There's no restroom? Like, how does that work? You got to traipse into the inn at night, in the middle of the night, in the snow to go potty? But no. it's not like they have a public shower in the inn. That too. <laughs> you know? So stupid. Why? Why did they have to have this storyline? They didn't. They didn't need this huge influx of people, particularly because they tell us probably 23 times in the course of this movie that the inn is making money. It makes more money every single year. Mm -hmm. So that's not their problem. I know. Somebody somebody did not understand the assignment. Okay. Uh, Okay. Well, just a little side note here. I looked up the writer of this movie. 
Mm-hmm. And this writer's IMDb was a ton of like pro- production assistant jobs, mm-hmm. like for American Idol and like all kinds of things. And I was like, how does this person write? Like, I don't know what a production assistant does. Like, I have no idea. Do they write stuff? How do they get a Hallmark movie? Perhaps she just submitted it. I don't know. That's a great question. Because a production assistant, in my mind, is like helping on set. (laughs) Yes. You're kind of everyone's bitch. So this also makes me think, like, we need to write a Hallmark movie. We can 100% write a better movie than what we just watched. Right. They this part, The writer has 10 script department credits um, for, as script supervisor. I don't know what a script supervisor does. I'm looking it up. I'd like to know what a script, script supervisor is a member of a film crew who oversees the continuity of the motion picture, including wardrobe, props, set dressing, hair, makeup. So like if your hair is over your right shoulder in this scene and they're reshooting it, they want to make sure that it's right all in the same place i'd be so good at that job yeah <laughs> be terrible at that job i complain about it a lot but that's also why nobody hired me to do this job i just need to know how we can submit a story to hallmark because i usually one. have information oh you do let's do I it have an, i have an idea yeah i have an idea i think it would work my last thing what i wish for a better storyline I don't know if I'm concerned about Dylan and his son, Dylan and Paige, Paige and her family, the future of Coyote Creek Inn, Paige, Paige's want for more, creating the best Christmas party, uh, Charlotte the squirrel. I don't know. I don't the know Mormon. what I, I know. But I had to look that up. I actually looked that up because I've never heard of a marmot before or whatever it's called. Uh-huh. It just says it's a lot like a large ground squirrel. So it's a squirrel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Have no, you ever I seen didn't one know of those before? I, uh, no, I didn't know okay. who to care about either. I didn't know who, what, what was I, what was the resolution? I don't know. What was the problem? Uh, yeah, I don't know. <sighs> and then here's my final last thing. Why was Paige pissed off at Dylan and not her parents? No, girl, you got it all wrong. Yes. And why didn't he say to her? Maybe he did. I told them to tell you. I went to them and told them I couldn't do this anymore. This wasn't fair. He didn't tell her the big family secret when it wasn't his job. It's not his place. Yeah. hate when they say, we tried to tell you. You guys just say, actually, no, we need to talk about this. This is how you (laughs) tell somebody something. You don't let them get distracted by the cute boy and leave in the middle of the conversation. Because it was very clear... They say, well, actually, that's not what we were going to say. And then she runs away. Wouldn't you be curious what their thing, their big discussion they wanted to have with you was? I'd be like, tell me now. (laughs) Ryan Pavey's here. Gotta go, guys. Yeah, (laughs) so dumb. So dumb. Um, Two more things I wished for. No more fireworks. Thank you. I don't need fireworks (laughs) on Christmas Eve. Why? What's wrong with that? I think it's kind of magical. Okay. I just think it's neat because it's not expected. You expect fireworks in the summertime. It's kind uh, of sweet. We watched so many Christmas movies last year with fireworks, and you dogged on all of them. I so, did? I yes. don't even remember. You guys, Why do like... I need fireworks here? The last thing that I wished for. Why are we redesigning the hotel? It is very clearly not run down. Do you want to expand it? Sure. Take the current 
style and make it bigger, build out the spa, whatever you're going to do. But it doesn't need this complete redesign. Right. Did you see that, folks? Yeah, I have a few. Two of mine we've already discussed, but um, like the Gilmore Girls, Paige and Quinn are terrible fake coffee drinkers. Oh, I didn't notice. In the early scene, they're walking through town. It's the first time the two of them are together, and they're both drinking coffee, and their cups are very obviously empty. Janelle Parrish drinks several times from her empty cup, and why can't they have water in their cups? Right. Why not? Mm. For my Did You See That, there was a couple of them I have. There's one scene when Paige and Dylan are walking down the city street, and they're like in their winter coats, and in the background very small you can see someone crossing the street and they're wearing shorts and flip-flops <laughs> it there were some background actors like in coats but like in the you could they were super tiny and i was like that guy's wearing shorts yeah it was pretty funny they didn't shut down the entire street for filming no, no they didn't they didn't when they are decorating cookies they're helping out the baker yes yes and i wrote wait she was decorating those ugly-ass cookies for a guest order. I know. I know. I was like, if I was the baker, I'd be like, no, I'm not letting you and a child <laughs> decorate cookies because it's going to get messy and they're going to look terrible. And he's like, go nuts. And then she squeezes all that frosting yeah. all over. Uh-huh. No, this woman's going to get fired. Yeah, don't go nuts. You don't want to go to a party and have like, you're expecting a Martha Stewart type Frosted cookie, not a something my child made at home. No. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah, go nuts. She's squeezing. uh, They had a moment, too, where they both, like, went to go grab the, like, icing. And I was like, "Mm, are we getting somewhere? But no. Nope. Nope. Big old dead between these two. No chemistry. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you notice the awful signage at the Christmas Around the World party? I did not. It looks straight out of, like, maybe, like, a Girl Scout International Festival where the tables are set up and that somebody made, like, a homemade sign that says, like, pierogies. Or It was terrible. (laughs) Terrible. I was like, if this chick is, like, so into detail and, like, making it beautiful, it was not. It was so cheese. I got two more. Okay. No no digital snow in this movie. Where was no. this supposed to take place? I don't, uh, Colorado, because she's from Denver. So I think they were in Colorado. Wouldn't there be snow in Colorado? There's snow on the ground. Yeah, but not like a lot. There was no like snow angels or anything like that. It, no. Snow did not play a big role in this movie. No. And finally, in the end scene, the fireworks scene. Mm-hmm. Post kiss, he's like holding on to Noah and she like snuggles up to Noah, the kid. And I was like, that's weird. Like, they just had like a kiss. They're not like an instant family of three now. Mm-hmm. Like, cozy up to Dylan, not mm-hmm. to the kid. I don't mm-hmm. know. I just thought it was weird. And that kid, oh my God, every time like he would come into this scene, hi, Paige. I was like, I can't. It's not the kid. I just hate kids in a movie. W- don't Don't go outside. You're going to be struck by lightning today. Why? I love children. But sorry. <laughs> what do you rate this movie? Two stars. Me too. Exactly. So, I'm so sorry. It had the pieces 
to be a good movie, but it was not well assembled. I would like to also note that on we have a Girls Gone Hallmark Instagram and uh, I wanted to ask like people like what how they rated this movie and it was not great. Like it was low ratings. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so I think like a lot of people didn't really like this movie. Mm-mm. Which is kind of a bummer. I think you have two really good actors and like not the material to support what they can give. So I think they set the bar really high with their opening weekend and now it's going to be hard to live up to that because I don't know that you can have 41 hits. Nah, yeah, I don't think you can. So what's coming up from us? As we mentioned, you can listen to our review of Christmas Sale on Patreon, patreon.com slash Megan and Wendy. And next week, the three movies that we have coming are Gingerbread Miracle on Friday. Mm-hmm. Next stop Christmas on Saturday and a mm-hmm. Christmas treasure on Sunday. And be sure to follow us on Instagram, Megan and Wendy LSS, so you can vote for the movie that you would like us to record. Which one are you hoping gets chosen? Because I certainly have a favorite. Oh, big fingers crossed for next stop Christmas. Oh, God, I hope it's good. I'm going to be really disappointed if it's not. It's our Back to the Future nod. Although A Gingerbread Miracle does have magical cookies. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. We'll see you next week. Let us know what movie you're hoping to hear from us. Have a great weekend, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. (laughs) 